Welcome to Heat Seeking Panther. I'm Dave. I'm Miles. And I'm Joe. And special guest, Joe Gamash. Uh, welcome to the Panther Den. Um, I, for anybody who's concerned, I want to say, first of all, that we've been social distancing. Um, this is the first human contact outside of my girlfriend and my parents that I've had in like two weeks. Miles has been good. So thank you guys. I, I, uh, I, washed, uh, I washed the sheet that you're sitting on thank last you. night. And... Uh, I have been slowly going insane by myself in my apartment. So I th think we're all good. <laughs> cool. This might not actually be happening. Yeah. It might be figments of your imagination. That's fine. <laughs> I would be okay with that. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and realize I never even started this podcast. Yeah. Like, I've never <laughs> seen a single <laughs> Nick Cage movie this in my is, life. The, it, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, you just dreamed of four years of podcasting about Nicolas Cage, just a fever dream. You actually have corona, and this is just you it's, in the hospital. Nicolas Cage has been just, dead for years, it, dude, and you don't even know. It's a Jacob's Ladder situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nicolas Cage, I haven't heard that word name in years. It oh, is man. Serious Jacob's Ladder situation. Mm. Um no, but we we're being good. We didn't we didn't know if we should live stream because it we didn't want people to think we were being. Um, uh, reckless. Yeah, I, I assure you that we're not. I tried to figure out a way to do it remotely, but it, I couldn't, and it was seemed to be more trouble than it was worth. So, um, and here we are. You know, and also apparently podcasting is considered an essential business in yeah, California. Yeah. We, I guess because yeah. half of the fucking state runs on the entertainment <laughs> industry. So. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. So, yeah, so many uh, uh, young men would be out of jobs right now. Uh, yeah, think of all the thirty-five-year-old white guys uh, like us who would be. Uh, who would yeah, be, uh, thank God we have, have to do. our <laughs> podcast revenue coming in, <laughs> floating us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, should we do some some plugs? Should we? Uh, I, there it is. <laughs> oh, okay. um, wait, what are we plugging? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, I uh, li listen to our podcast. Oh Heat yeah, listen Panther. to Heat Seeking Panther. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, no, like if we're gonna plug anything, I think we should plug the 2016 opus, uh, Oliver Stone's Snowden. Let's get into it. I mean, when when you talk about essential workers, like who out there is is gonna be telling you whether or not you want to watch Snowden right now, <laughs> if not us? Honestly, like I, we should we should tip our surgical masks to all the whistleblowers out there because really, you know, it's like how would we know that our phones are spying on us all the time <laughs> if it weren't for Edward Snowden? God damn it. Okay, where where do we start? Where do we start? Like just for, actually, like from the jump, I just want to say this is probably gonna be the grumpiest episode that we. <laughs> record like we it it's so funny like coming off of doing the trust and uh you know and having that rad interview with having the it, like, <laughs> like we we i feel like we peaked with the trust yeah i mean i'm hoping i mean i don't want to spoil anything but our next episode might just be an interview with director Oliver Stone. So <laughs> that could that could be a, a, I actually, a highlight. I actually have a very tenuous connection to Oliver Stone. Do you? Like I do. A, like an I uncle? Do. No, like, no, no, not even. It was literally a, a post house that I worked at a couple years ago. Right. Uh, is um, Was like uh, run by a guy uh, named Wiley Stateman who actually does, uh, on this movie as well, but for years and years has been like the supervising uh, the like uh, supervising post sound editor on like every Oliver Stone movie. Um, Whoa. So I don't know. Maybe I could email him after five years and be like, hey, remember that intern that <laughs> fucked up your lunch order for six months straight? Can you, can, can you get us Oliver Stone on your Do you think Oliver Stone would want to be on our podcast? We hate him. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to talk about how all his movies suck. <laughs> Oliver Stone, defend yourself. Oliver Stone, come to my one-bedroom Sherman Oaks apartment and sit on my ratty-ass couch Yeah, when, you're, when you're done interviewing Vladimir Putin, yeah. come be interviewed I by us. Like, yeah, I, forgot forgot I was thinking about that throughout all of Snowden, that like after, after he made that movie, like the next thing that he did was uh, interview Vladimir Putin and just like one of the... One of the worst like interviews ever <laughs> I've well, ever seen. Well, I wa- you actually watched it? I actually wa- well I, I watched some, some of, it. of it. I didn't watch the whole fucking thing because like I just I just turned it off. It was it's it was really weird watching Oliver Stone just like smile and chuckle his way through the through the interview. It's like why did you do this? Dude? Well, oh, that makes so Joe, much can, sense. Can you just like choke up on the mic uh, a little bit Talk more? Talk into it. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah can okay. you hear me? Yes, okay. probably. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we, I mean, it was. It's still going to pick you up. It's just cleaner. Okay. It's yeah, just cleaner. Yeah. yeah. Um, it. It, before coming over here, I was watching some interviews with Oliver Stone about this, and they talked about the the Putin interview, and, and they were like, "This was like 2016," and they're like, yeah. "Why? Why are you going to do that?" And he's like, "Well." Uh, he's Putin has been declared the enemy, and don't you want to hear what the enemy has to say? And it's just like, <laughs> I guess. I mean, do you have a point? I mean, he he's a he he's a literal dictator with a platform. Like he has a platform. Yeah, he says if he says wanna, what he thinks all the time. If we want to know what he has to say, like it's not hard. Do you he, think that Putin was like, I'm gonna murder your whole family if you don't interview me? I like, think I, I don't understand. I think Stone was like. Hey, do you want to? I think he's like, this will be subversive. And Putin was like, okay, sure. Yeah, of course Putin's going to do it. Yeah. It's like free publicity. It's like, yeah. he, he, Putin's got nothing to lose in yeah. that interview, right? And yeah, and, yeah. and Putin, he knows that that Stone's not going to come after him with any, he's not going to come after him with like that's a, a gotcha. That's a Stone, cool thing. Stone's whole thing Putin is. Putin is so much smarter than Oliver Stone <laughs> yeah. that he knows that like this guy poses no fucking threat to me whatsoever but like yeah. stone has this reputation as like some provocateur thrower like yeah, yeah like thrower. that is so unearned because like there's a weird i always thought that there even though he's got this uh reputation i guess we're just starting the podcast yeah it's guys. fine no, yeah, yeah, we're, going, we're just, just Honestly, going right this, into this it this is how most of these yeah, start yeah. we just start talking we just go yeah i i don't he's got this reputation no as rules, being baby. like a mushroom munching like you know liberal hippie <laughs> right. like guy but like there i've always felt like there's like a weird conservatism at yeah. the, like the heart oh, of all of his movies there's definitely, definitely there's something like yeah and like He's a liberal only in like the most like boomer sense. So he's yeah, you know. Well, and it's crazy because I feel like finally after watching Snowden, this this solidified in my mind that I think Oliver Stone might be like our boomerist like director <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's still yeah, working dude. today. Yes, Absolutely. yes, yes. Like it's yeah. just like all I feel like his and it, like in the subject matter in the way that he approaches his movies, yep. you know, and and in, in the general like thesis of everything, yes, it's yeah. just like it's so much about. Uh, that kind of generation's mentality. Yeah, yeah, and and like I mean, just again with like the Putin thing, like he hasn't thought beyond the fact of like, wouldn't it be countercultural or whatever? Wouldn't it be crazy just to if I did an interview with him? Like that's like that's that's the thesis. Like yeah. and whatever Putin has to that's say as as is beyond it. the is it doesn't matter necessarily because the point is that Stone did it, and mm-hmm. I think that that's his whole. That his was, career, his career has yeah. has just rode on basically his his balls necessarily because <laughs> because he he you know oh he he he's a vet but he made a movie that was anti-war Plat- like I think 
Platoon is not very good and or overrated. Yo, Platoon as, fucking blows. I'm it's just gonna bad. say that right now. And, yeah, I, it's definitely like the eighth best Vietnam War. Yeah, movie. no, I, I mean it's, <laughs> it's one of Oliver Stone's better movies, but it's not a good movie. And like, really, all it had going for it was like that story. And it's just like same with JFK, Natural Born Killers, like any of this shit. Uh, Wall Street, like it's just the, the fucking th- doors, the you doors. Know? Christ. <laughs> I hate the actual band and I hate the movie. <laughs> I hate that movie so much. That Val movie. Kilmer is such a piece of shit in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like The Doors, so I haven't watched that movie because I know I'm going to, it's going to just. Honestly, you're I fine. I kind of like the yeah. fucking, um, uh, fucking, uh, isn't Kyle McLaughlin? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, he's Ray Manzarek. Ray Manzarek. Yeah, Ray Manzarek. Right. Yeah. yeah, he plays Ray Manzarek, which yeah. is really cool because he's wearing the bad fucking wig and yeah. like he just shows up <laughs> out of nowhere. He's got the like movie. the goofy like round glasses. Yeah, he's got the Coke the bottle time. glasses yeah, right. and like the fucking Andy Warhol haircut and shit. It's <laughs> it's incredible. He's, he he carries every scene he's I know, in. No, to man. think he went from Twin Peaks to Ray Manzarek to Showgirls. You know, like, like that. I mean, that's I a love career Kyle right McLaughlin, there. man. Like that guy's a fucking that guy's a fucking monster. I love him. Yeah, who doesn't? Anyway, it's just weird. Like, I mean, J- Joe and I watched uh, this together, and we were just like, we were yelling. We were like, we were begging it to stop. We man. were like, so, we were trying it, to bargain with our TV like, to make it fucking stop. We turned like <laughs> feral by the end because it just kept going. Also, it's like two hours and twenty minutes long. Why does it it's, need to? Be so fucking long. It, uh, especially because, like, the go, going into it, like Joe watched some of Citizen Four of the documentary about uh, about Snowden beforehand. Yeah. Big and, waste of time, by the way. Like, I thought that like I had to do research on like the you, Snowden thing no, because I was don't. like, actually, I would go so far as to say that if anyone's on the fence about watching Snowden, just watch the documentary. Just watch yeah, Four, just watch of Citizen course. Yeah. Four. But yeah. because there's nothing new that this has to say um, that and needed to be said. It'll actually make you appreciate Edward Snowden more watching the documentary than watching I, this movie. Actually, I think, oh yeah, I'm I'm know? gonna hold a thought actually to later, um, because like because he shows up at the end of the movie. Yeah, right? yeah, the yeah. Actual we'll, we'll, get shows up. We'll, we'll get to get that there. point because like that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we started watching this movie, we were both like, you know, I feel like I don't. No, actually, yeah. know that much about yeah, the like what actually story. Happens. Like, I, I wanted, I wanted the details, and it turns out that the story is exactly what we did know. Like, it's just Snowden himself is, I would say, a pretty unremarkable dude. And I mean, he did a thing that was remarkable. He, he was a whistleblower in a, a environment and a nation where that was, you know, incredibly dangerous yeah, to do. And it just doesn't and happen, to be honest with you. Like, no. it, it, he, how many fucking people work for... Uh, he was like a private contractor at yeah. the time, right? So you think about, like, all the hundreds of thousands of people who work for... Who work who basically work for the military-industrial complex and, like, once in a while you get an Edward Snowden. Yeah. And it's, like, so rare that it happens that it, like, becomes, like, the biggest fucking newsworthy event right but but like i think you said while we were watching like the the actual like story the interesting thing about what happened is is all the like is everything that was revealed by snowden like the actual snowden's story is pretty if not boring then just very straightforward and it's not helped by the fact that oliver stone starts the movie with basically the and i mean also that it's like 
a news event that had just happened culturally. So we all yeah, knew. Like, didn't, didn't the movie come out like two years? Yeah, after? yeah like, like immediately. W, remember, after, like W yeah. was out of office, like a matter of fucking like what, like weeks couple, or something, yeah, right, a couple yeah. of weeks. Like he was making the movie during Bush's last year. Right as the president and he was just like rushing in and of course like all the critics being the fucking galaxy brains they are were like it feels a little rushed i feel like stone could have done a little better on this one. he couldn't spoiler Anyways, um, he, like but it's like okay so we as a people all knew it's like edward snowden revealed that the nsa had been spying on american citizens not using using their basic government overreach to but under the guise of looking for terrorists to collect data and yeah. you know basically um, bought it use, like yeah. like the at t verizon like they all yeah. just like kind of sold like yeah. massive yeah. amount or just gave it willingly like without paying for it like massive amounts of their their customers' data, just like yeah. regular citizens. And it's crazy because, so I watched this interview with Oliver Stone this morning to um, try to like... You're a better man than I. I was like, I should probably do some research, but then when I actually like thought about doing it, I was like, I'm not trying to watch an hour of Oliver Stone yeah, like, the, interviews. Yeah, the so, first like, interview that I was looking at watching was like 45 minutes and I was like, there's no way, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I watched a 10 minute one and he... It, Dave, it, if we don't do this work, how will the know. people know? That's what <laughs> We have to be our own Edward Snowden. <laughs> right, exactly. Blowing the whistle yeah. on Oliver Stone. <laughs> take, take a page out of Oliver Stone's book and call bullshit on Oliver Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, you know, he, he, he was saying, so he's like, um, that how, yeah, so they, they built a, a national security state, uh, the, and, uh, that, American imperialism is actually the like worst offender, the offender. And the, there's, we're starting a cyber war that there's no end to and saying these things. And I was like, that is true. That is prescient. And yeah. like, and we should I, be interested in it. And honestly. we should be interested in that. It should concern but us. None of that's actually in this movie in any coherent way. Like all of the things that are like, because so to get back to what you were saying while we were watching it is it's like the, all the fallout from what these, what people are doing with what the NSA is doing, that where the money is going, like what all of that is actually a story that should be blown up and examined. Yeah, like but, it was in real life, to be honest. Yeah. But, but fucking Edward Snowden's story is just, it's point A to point B. It's just he... What, he was uh, uh, worked for the NSA and he blew the whistle. Like that's it. That's yeah. the fucking, that's the story. Yeah, that's his story, right? And that's not really it, it, and, honestly, and and it's dramatically inert. What is the title of the fucking movie? What is the title of the movie? It's Snowden, yeah. right? Right at the gate, I'm like, mm, this is not going to be good, right? Because like it, Stone is choosing to focus on like an individual yeah. rather than like the real right. like story, which is like you know we have like a uh, we have like a, a fucking huge systemic problem here that like should concern American citizens because it's essentially undemocratic. Yeah, yeah and you know? this is this is the main flaw. Well, this is the biggest flaw with the movie, I think, is that he chooses to actually just focus on Snowden as an individual yeah, as wrong. opposed <laughs> to the like machinations that caused Snowden to finally like crack right. and like leak everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the real, the actual like story of the movie, like Dave, like you were saying is like, honestly, just like have Snowden be like a periphery character yes. and then focus on all like the other evil, like shadowy, right. like governmental You know who should have done this? Fucking Steven Soderbergh. He should have done oh, it like yes. a fucking, like, um, uh, what's the, uh, uh, Contagion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. To bring up a movie everybody's been thinking yeah. about a lot lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make an ensemble cast and make it like, I love movies about like, 
like middle management bureaucrats. Or I love watching movies about bureaucrats just like doing their jobs. Yeah, right. Or and they're could, not trying it, to like be heroes or anything. Like right. th- it's just like what they do. This yeah. could be a you know? David Simon series. Like you could yeah, you could go totally, into totally. Yeah, all the, the fucking wire, all, dude. Exactly, <laughs> and and that would actually like Idris Elba in Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba is Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would actually like. I think uh, help explain why Snowden was important, but this movie doesn't. The closest it comes to doing that, like the, they talk about money and they talk about like you know Saudi uh, money and and this some like sort of shady foreign folks. But the the, that, the, yeah. the closest thing that they do is that they're like the government will if you have pictures of your boobs on your computer the government will see your boobs yeah like, and like and that's the thing that snowed that is the weird first like of is all. that what he's really concerned about like is yeah, yeah looking at your girlfriend's tits through your camera but that's you're like, fucking you're fucking kidding me oliver i don't think oliver stone understands how the internet works i don't think no, he I, I, that's another boomer thing with him i don't think he actually understands how any of these cell phones or computers or like what the fucking like how to open a pdf file or whatever he's like <laughs> He's like, you know how we've been looking at boobs on the internet. What if the government was looking at your girlfriend's boobs? <laughs> Dude, there's that there's that scene. I'm sorry, because it was just so funny to me, because like it's such a fucking it's so shitty. He's he's like he's working yeah, at one point. At one point, he's working and he's starting. You're starting to see like a, the beginnings of what is supposed to be a crisis of conscience. And right. he's like working. This other guy comes in and he's like logging into some girl's <laughs> Facebook somehow. And right. they're, they're making a big deal out of it, even though like as a viewer, I'm struggling to understand like why any of who they're talking about, why it matters, blah blah blah. And Snowden just like looks at the guy and he's like, "So you can just you can just literally log into that girl's computer and just." watch her like un- like undressed like that and like it, as the girl is like getting undressed and like and he's right. like yeah man it's a piece of cake like all I gotta <laughs> do is log in blah 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 it's like he's just, and he's like don't you need a warrant for that kind of stuff and he's like nah man under the new like uh, yeah. you know Patriot Act stuff like blah 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 we don't have to do it and you know that like that 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 was like the breaking point. You want to talk about a breaking point like that? That was supposed to be like the beginnings of a crisis of conscience. Right. Yeah, he's like wait if he can look at that girl's tits he could look at. My girlfriend. Well, yeah. but also it's, that actually in, invalidates a lot of the reasoning behind why people think Snowden is a hero, right? Because he's just concerned with like his with <laughs> no, the, no, actually, no. yeah, he's so like principled. He, he, just doesn't, he, claims to be he, he doesn't want people to see Shailene Woodley. Uh, it's like d- I'm doing sorry, but like hacking into like a college girl's webcam is like the least of our worries when the entire democracy is at stake. But in yeah. all the ways that this, uh, this, but of course that's that's the movies because, Snowden. Yeah, that's not like, actually totally, why Edward right. Snowden is in <laughs> Russia I'm right, right now. Right. Time. Hold on. Keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> um, dicks out for Snowden. Everyone on the live stream. <laughs> Everyone on the live stream, pump those hearts if yeah. you want to see Joe's dick. <laughs> smash that motherfucking <laughs> like, guys. Smash that like. Um, yeah, I like, uh, it's just weird. I feel like, and again, it goes back to, okay, look, let me let me just preface this with saying, I think Snowden is a creepy libertarian. Like, yes, I don't think, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think that he's like a super principled hero. No, I don't I, I agree he did a heroic thing, but I don't think yeah, as he did a, the right and, thing. And, yeah. he, and yeah. that should have been brought to light. Yeah, and right. he did it and, for the right reasons. I'll say and, that too. And, and and there is like a, there is a sacrifice, a heroic sacrifice in saying that like, you know, I'm, I'm blowing up my whole life 
to uh, to to make you know to do this. I, I don't yeah. know where to what degree his own ego comes in because I don't actually have a sense well, of him as a person. Um, yeah. I would if if the way that this <laughs> the way that Oliver Stone is presenting him um, has anything to do with the way that Snowden would present himself, then I would say he does have a big ego. But I don't even believe that. I, I think he's just a also just kind of a creepy libertarian dude yeah. who. Um, just couldn't abide this and good for him. Yeah. Uh, he just, he just couldn't abide, uh, president Bush hacking into his girlfriend's webcam to watch her boobs. He just couldn't abide by it. And, yeah, Ob yeah. and Obama. And yeah, Obama. There, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, thank you, Oliver Stone. Lest we forget Obama is also bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it, as if, yeah. I, well, it, it was weird because like there's a scene and I think it's supposed to be like a milestone in the movie because like, it's impossible to tell like when, this stuff yeah. is happening and in what order. And then now and then Oliver Stone will just like throw in some like a little footage. signifier yeah. right. to like try to try to ground you and it never works. And like, yeah, like Obama gets elected. Like they have like him and his girlfriend have a fight about what we were just talking about, actually. Right. You know, where where she's like, you, you know, keep putting band-aids on my computer because you don't want the government mm. to see my boobs or whatever. And then like they look <laughs> at the news for two seconds and Obama's getting elected. No, it's like election night, like 2008. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um. And but but like then the the camera moves away from it, like like the focus of the film moves away from like what's happening in this room between these characters and then kind of goes into the weird like world the TV world and like we just get treated to this montage of what it was like on election night when Obama got elected and the music starts swelling up on the soundtrack mm -hmm. like it's this big triumphant moment um, and I just I'm only bringing it up because I feel like. Oliver Stone, yeah, he's trying to say that like Obama's no angel himself, but also like that motherfucker definitely likes Obama a lot more than the three of us in this room like Obama. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know what Oliver Stone's actual politics oh, are. Oh, I got a I got a good note here, Dave, about <laughs> like what how you can sum up the politics in the film Let's in a single go. image. Let's go. So in the scene, this is the first time we've actually mentioned Nick Cage now that I'm thinking about it. So in the scene oh, yeah, where who? he meets Mick, Nick Cage for the first time, <laughs> it's such a <laughs> He's, so he meets Nick Cage, and Nick Cage like uh, uh, is like telling him something about like the um, the military industrial complex. He's talking like a poli sci major in his like fucking like second semester. It's like ridiculous, and uh, you know Snowden, who like Oliver Stone is going out of his way to try to prove to us that he's like not just like a cacker or coder or like some big dork. Oh, he's yeah. actually a super dork. He's yeah, like yeah. really good at his job. Right, like, right. And, um, but he's also so naive that he's never heard somebody like rant and rail about the military industrial complex before. Like, give me a fucking break. But, and as he turns to lean, the, I only bring this up because as he turns to lean, leave the room, he looks back at Nicolas Cage and we cut to Edward Snowden and over his shoulder in the background is a picture on a frame picture on the wall of the grinning, smiling face of one John F. Kennedy. Right. Right. And I feel like that image alone like sums up like the whole like political like like Oliver Stone's whole political world. Well, not I mean, not to mention that when Reese Ethens is introduced, there's a there's a big picture of George Bush behind him. There you right. go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, reason I mean, scene. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's that's the issue, especially in this movie, but really in all of Stone's movies across the board, is he uses political events and figures as shorthand for like how you're supposed to feel about any given situation. Yeah. It's like this political figure says this therefore it's bad 
or this person likes this pure and honest political figure. Therefore, this person is a good person. Well, right. I, and, 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 and the whole thing is like, and especially coming from the boomer mentality, where like, that's not even a shorthand that most generations nowadays can understand. Yeah. But, and I think it, Joe, it goes back to what you're saying about how he's using these like news montages and these, you know, events that happened in American history to kind of signal the period and like what's happening around you. But for yeah. anyone and that, also like tell you how you, he thinks you should think and feel right. But about for liter anyone, li literally that, anything yeah, is that there's a consensus on it. But for anyone that didn't actually live through it, uh -huh watching it is incomprehensible so like you have to already have you have to basically have already like lived agree through the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. to and like understand the what he's trying to like get at and to agree with whatever kind of ethos you think that he has but right. it's just that the thing i just i feel like his worldview is actually incredibly simplistic and black and white he, he can't say it's anything really of substance and i don't know if beyond provocation he actually has any like true like moral standpoint be and if he does it seems like his he sort of has the focus of like a fly or a goldfish and that it, it can it can just shift and and change he can and uh you know he he identifies these moral quandaries and feels like he can just present the like um this stuff as being a shit stirrer and a bomb thrower or mm -hmm. being a, a neutral journalist or he, he wants to do both of those things, but he can't really do either because he doesn't have a really coherent place that he's coming from. He doesn't have, beyond, he doesn't beyond have any just being, rigor. Like no, the man doesn't have any fucking like intellectual or creative rigor. I really. Do, well, the, the whole, I think his thesis, if there is one for this is he said, so Edward Snowden, he's being vilified by our government. What if I were to tell you he's a patriot? <laughs> like that's it. That's the that's movie. It, man. Yeah, yeah, but it's... like, duh. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, anyone that like knows anything about this knows that like Edward Snowden did a heroic thing for the good of his country. But, so but, in well, my like, research, I'm sorry to inter uh, no, jump on fine. you there, Dave. I was just gonna say, like, in my I know that it, like it was uh, in my research for this. I call it research, but I spent like you know I don't know like a few hours before we actually watched the fucking thing. That's yeah. just like that's you know about, I watched that's that's more season four. I read some articles that came out like when all this stuff blew up in what like 2014, yeah. 2013, yeah. 2014 is when this happened. And um, and I also read reviews of Citizen Four, and I read reviews uh, of uh, Snowden, the, the the Stone movie, and a lot of these critics, which will probably come as no surprise to hear me say this, a lot of the critics were like wringing their hands a little bit about like, oh, Stone, you know, uh, Stone presents these argue, these political things like too simplistically as like moral black and white, like there's he ignores the other side of the argument that like thinks that Edward Snowden like you know, uh, poses like a national security threat by coming forward and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, he oversimplified everything. But to be honest, like, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to echo what you guys were saying two seconds ago. Like, well, the counter argument that like, he's somehow a traitor because he, he like put like American lives at risk. Like, I don't, I feel like that's not a really, I, I like, obviously, yeah, obviously, like, I agree with Stone that, like, he did the right thing. I don't know if, like, I would go so far as to call him a, a hero necessarily, yeah. but he did a heroic thing. I, I think that... What the, is the counter-argument to all this it, stuff? It's sort like, of why a... Are people, I, I think, why do people wring their hands about the Stone thing? It feels like pretty fucking, like, case open and 
open and shut. I think the media kind of ginned up a controversy around it because it was just a big story and they had to have a controversy around it because yeah. he he went against our government. Yeah, and, and of so course, they, like, so if you, you have to be like, the fucking Heritage okay? Foundation, then yeah. yeah, you're not gonna like the guy. I, I mean, tr- like, I forgot You're not this. making the movie for those people anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot this, but uh, when Trump was running for president, he said that Edward Snowden should be executed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember Didn't that. Didn't he say that about a, a Chelsea Manning, too, or yeah. something? Yep. Yeah, or, or yeah. I don't know, executed, but he he made a big deal about Chelsea Manning. Of course he Manning, fucking, of course he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's watching the interview from 2016 where they're, they ask Oliver Stone about that, and Oliver Stone, to his credit, is just like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, who cares? He's like, he's All like, right, he's well, like Hillary yeah, Clinton would would have been just as hard, would be just as hard on him and stuff like that. And it's like, that's he's true. right about that too. That's true. I'll agree yeah, with yeah. Him. But yeah. um, it, it's funny just seeing people making a huge deal about Trump saying something like that. Where I'm watching, <laughs> can it, you believe not, what that motherfucker said on Twitter today? <laughs> and I was Jesus like, yeah, Christ. of course he, of course he said that. Yeah, like, yeah. do you know what the fucking game is? Here, but guys? but also like he he could say something completely opposite, and I'd also believe it. So. <laughs> But yeah, well, whatever. Um, but I think also that it like brings up a a sharp divide in in the way that like Stone approaches this, as if everything, you know, as if it's some huge revelation that like our government is spying. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, I let's feel get like back. Now, I want to rewind a little bit. I'm sorry, Miles. No, I feel okay. like I jumped on you. No, um, I was just gonna say like I feel like that's just something now because we all have supercomputers in our pockets. We just take for granted. Yeah, yeah. We like we all know the government. I feel like I already was taking for granted yeah. when the Snowden stuff. Yeah. I, 2014. What was I doing in 2014? I was like 25 years old. I was living in Los Angeles. I still am living in Los Angeles, and like. Uh, yeah, like it did not shock me at all when this stuff came out. That's why I feel like I had to do research, right? Right, because yeah, yeah. I was like, I lived through that event. I read all the fucking shit when it came out. I forgot why people care, and now the guy lives in Russia. Yeah. that's all I know. Right, right. So I went back and I was like, so what really went down? What did I miss? Was I just being like lazy and like not like very like a, a right. very like participating member of this democracy by not paying attention? And then it turns out like no, I I yeah, I, I just already knew. Like in my heart of hearts, that like nothing's safe. Like there is no privacy anymore. We, right. I, I think people our age, like in our generation, are like a little bit more used to yeah. that. Yeah, and, 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 and it's almost the norm. I mean, I've been putting yeah, stickers over my fucking webcam right. for like ten years. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like and and yeah, exactly. And I, God, God forbid, someone at the NSA sees my girlfriend's boobs. Right, not allowed. Right, right. Well, and I think there's a sense of not only do we know our generation know and it not necessarily accept it. But just kind of like I think we're we're all just kind of like what are we gonna do about yeah. the to okay? To be honest with you, that in and of itself is like a more interesting thing than anything that yeah. I actually saw in the movie itself. Like just like how did you guys see Dark Waters, the uh, the Todd Haynes movie that came out last year? No. So I didn't see it either, <laughs> but uh, I want to see it because I really like Todd Haynes. I think he's a great. Director. Me too. Um, the the a, a lot of people were confused by the movie because they're like, this seems like a very odd movie for Todd Haynes to be doing, you know, yeah. given everything we know about Todd Haynes and what he's interested in. Um, and then people started realizing, and I read some interesting, like, I read some interesting reviews that, that said, like, actually, when you think about it, like, it's the perfect Todd Haynes movie. It deals with a lot of themes that he's always been interested in. What's it and, about? Uh, well, it's about, it's about how, um, uh, the DuPont company, um, poisoned a bunch of like uh, farm water, um, mm. local drinking water with like a Teflon or something like that. And it was just like the breakout case. I think it takes place in like the 80s or something like that where a lawyer, a corporate lawyer, a guy whose job it is to like defend corporations in court and make sure that they don't like face any like, you know, basically any consequences for like, you know, threatening public health. Uh, he has like a crisis of conscience played by Mark Ruffalo. He has a crisis of conscience and he, 
I'm not gonna make a big thing about this, guys. I'm already going on a rant, but like the, the it's a it's a it's one of those like you can't beat City Hall kind of movies, right? right? Where like Mark Ruffalo's eyes are open up to like a world of corruption he did not know existed, and the bad guys get away with it. All the cows drink the water and die. Hundreds of thousands of people are basically poisoned, and like nothing happened. And what what the reviews were that I were reading, the people who liked the movie said that what's really interesting about it is that how everybody shrugged at the movie when it came out, like oh another one of these. There's something to be said that like we've gotten to a certain <laughs> point in our culture now where this is so routine yeah. that like we do not expect anything anybody power yeah. to be held accountable. We yep. do not expect uh, people to like get any justice served or see their day in court. It has become and, and same thing that we're talking about with the Snowden thing. Like we already thought we were being spied on yeah. when I, Snowden said yeah. like he's there. You're definitely being spied on. It's like yeah. I mean I I'd, I'd add on to that too that uh, just. Not only do we all kind of accept that that's the norm, but I think we we've maybe reached a point, or we're reaching a point where movies uh, tackling those issues, at least in the, without something completely, someone tackling it in a completely different way. Like I feel like. I don't know. Aaron Brockovich already came out. You know, we saw that, but like we saw, and yeah, and, and, like, and it didn't. Be, yeah, it did. Yeah. It's sort of politically inert. Like we don't like, like we, yeah. we we see it, but it's it's all been turned into entertainment at this point. It's it's just part of the same like noise that we uh, you know consume because it feels. But we feel powerless within but, the structure. But does that mean that people should stop making movies or art? telling these stories no but you but i want to see one done in a way that's actually going to shock the system i don't know what that is but but and if it's and if it's i don't even know if it's a movie necessarily or a tv show because it's just i think all of that stuff has been flattened into just entertainment and you you watch some entertainment and you go Mm, yeah. Read gadget oh. prop. Bring mm. back gadget prop. Like, let, no more of this entertainment bullshit. No more like hero narrative stories. Like, give me like Battleship Potemkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need like an American Battleship Potemkin. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah, go. So you know. Down. Anyways, like, God, yeah, yeah. all the all the cool stuff we're talking about has very little to do with the movie. I do love Todd Haynes. I should watch that. He's dude, one Todd of my Haynes fucking, fucking favorites. Yeah, he's, he's, he's he's amazing, dude. Like, so, so I rewatched good. the Safe with Emily uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic. Like, good movie. Oh my God, it's one of the scariest. Movies. I, oh, we should so all good. be watching Safe now, just because. Uh, yeah, because of yeah, this fucking right. shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but we're talking about. Well, okay, to get back to this, let's first tackle Nicolas Cage because yeah. this is the first movie in a long time I, when I want to say Rumblefish. Rumblefish was probably the last. The last one where he had less had screen time. Less than this to one. do. Yeah. He's in like two scenes, three scenes. Three he's scenes. Yeah. I think he's in three. Three, right? including at the very the end when like, he's watch <laughs> when he watches Snowden on TV and he's like, he's like, he did it. The crazy bastard did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, he's. Uh, how was his performance, guys? What did you think? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. okay. I mean, it's, like, you, I, I, it's it's one of the most forgettable. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember I read one review in my research, as I like to refer to it. I read one review where it's like, you know, you're in trouble if you have Nicolas Cage in a scene, and even he can't add a little life to the movie. I mean, and, it's true. Also, like, I'm sorry, guys. Normally, I really like I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an actor. A lot. He's pretty but good. This movie, he's like, awful. I thought not he like sucked. Him. Yes, I, I thought was he like, sucked. he's really, really bad in this movie. And to his credit, like, what has he got to work with? He's got a a like useless director who's not directing him at all. I'm sure. And like, b like, 
Like, look, like, what do you know about Edward Snowden? What does anybody know about Edward Snowden? Like, even Edward Snowden probably doesn't know much about himself, to well, be honest, if you watch the fucking documentary with him. Like, yeah. he's a pretty, he's a plain white toast, man. Apparently, Edward Snowden's parents came to a screening of the movie and went up to Joseph Gordon-Levitt afterwards and said that he, like, nailed it. And that, <laughs> which, <laughs> okay. which is crazy because. Oh, that's so weird, man. His, that is really bizarre. His, his the, performance in this, uh, what, uh, our friend Matt said he sounds like Napoleon Dynamite. Totally, <laughs> totally. Emily said that uh, he, he sounded like um, uh, Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos, like, you know, putting on like the big boy voice. <laughs> yeah, he's totally doing the big boy voice. With our innovative technology, yes. we'll be able to predict uh, who's going to have diabetes or not. <laughs> no, that's it. That's yeah. the whole performance. Yeah, dude. Also, he's, he's, like now and then they'll try to throw something into like try to allude to like yeah, he has like interests or like goals, hobbies, fears, weaknesses, desires, whatever. Like now and then they'll try to throw something at us, but like the best they could come up with is like one shot of him driving a Vespa. Oh, right? I love like that. he's driving a Vespa and like is like that's the best you that's all you got, dude. Let's like, let's not forget also <laughs> that he's quirky. <laughs> when when he meets Shailene Woodley's character, they meet on a website I think called geekdate.com. It's called Geek and Mate. Geek yeah, Mate. I wrote it down. And and they uh they bond over both liking Ghost in the Shell. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's that's like, like what is the most like hack cyberpunk like anime that we could possibly think of? What's funny is that's probably I really like real. That movie, by the that's way. probably <laughs> yeah. re- no, that's probably oh, no, it's really cool. Is really cool. No, it's, it's cool. I'm saying it's cool. Feels like an obvious like, choice. Yeah, but yeah. it feels like an obvious it, it's choice. The, it's the title, right? Like they picked Ghost in the Shell. Right. It's like, mm, mm. I wonder what this movie's gonna be about. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. The the other thing that bothered me too is like similarly to just like choosing the most obvious example of ghost in the shell is when they did all the scenes when they had like the, uh, like what, what sounded like public domain, like techno music playing. Oh my God. Like every time there was like hacking. Was hacking like, yeah. 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 Because you've got, honestly, like it's a huge challenge as a filmmaker. I would shit my pants if I'm a director and like, I got a scene that I got to direct where, where someone's like, just typing where people like, are typing and I have to make it exciting. Yeah. How do you do it, right? Stone decided to put some tech, what he would call techno. Right. It he sounds would, like- He probably calls it techno, right? Being the fucking idiot that he is. He is like techno music playing under the scene and like a lot of like quick cuts. No, it's but like it he sounds- watched Hackers and The Matrix once. Yeah. And then he yeah. was like, okay, I know how to do this. Yeah. But you're right. Like the tech, the, the music sounds cheap and like sort Stupid. of like, yeah. It's bad. Like also, like I'm sure Snowden doesn't even listen to that music. No, definitely you know what I mean? not. He probably listens to like classical. What a nerd! Oh, <laughs> what a fucking nerd! <laughs> he probably listens to uh, movie soundtracks, like Hans Zimmer soundtracks. <laughs> Inception is his favorite. Is his favorite soundtrack, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, this actually bangs. There's also another. While we're on that subject, there's also like the ubiquitous. I I I thought that we had moved past this as a culture at this point, but there is the ubiquitous like what the inside of the internet looks like. Uh, oh, CS, yeah. Which is like ex- re-explaining something that does not need to be explained to the audience that is already established. I, Oliver Stone thinks know. it does. Uh, th- this is what I'm saying. Like, Oliver, does Oliver Stone even understand the stuff that like no, he's trying to... No, he doesn't. This entire I don't think he movie, does. No, this entire movie is written and shot from the perspective of someone who can barely is barely learning in 2016 when this was made to, to use Internet Explorer. Yeah. Like... 
That's like yeah. he, that's it. That's the extent of his ability to like yeah. use the fucking internet. Yeah, there's a big it's like, like aha moment where it's supposed to be an aha moment, um, and it's in the it's in the Citizen Four doc actually. Like I remember watching the Citizen Four doc and Edwards, the real Edward Snowden, is explaining to the um, uh, to Glenn Greenwald from the Guardian and um, uh, the the documentary maker. Uh, how they did it, right? Like, and he's like, well, there's this program and it's basically Google search. Like you just type in anything you want and the search engine, this technology just, you know, finds people that like know people who know people who know people through whatever context. And right. like, that's how we just, that's how we monitor people. And it's that simple. And it's supposed to be this aha moment in the movie where it's like, oh, there's this program. Right. I can't remember what it was called or whatever. And Stone thinks that we need to be treated to like, like a children, CGI yeah. sequence showing like literal like lightning bolts like <laughs> so connecting you, between people's Facebook. Yeah. Pages. So you know how yeah. you have friends on Facebook. Your friends have friends, and what if we look at their friends? You know, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> and the and if you have friends, then the government knows you have yep. those friends, and they're watching those friends too. And it's like, well, yeah, uh, Oliver, you guy, yes, that's Oliver how it Stone, works. Cambridge Analytica, bro. Like, <laughs> like, we've already been over this. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver Stone met with Edward Snowden, I think, three times before making this film. And I like to imagine that he met with him and he was like, so how do I delete my browser history? <laughs> He's just like... <laughs> it's like literally like, everything I've ever... Everything I've put into this machine is like saved in a database. Yeah, like, yeah Snowden's like... You're saying the internet is a server somewhere? The, the, yes. the internet remembers yeah. all the porn I've been watching. Now, if I open it in incognito mode, does it still track what I'm doing? Oh, God. Um... All right, let's let's oh. let's get into the granular stuff. Um, I did. I said this earlier, but I want to really want to hammer home how just dramatically like bloodless this movie is. That it it starts with Snowden meeting with Glenn Greenwald and uh, the uh, the documentary, dire documentary maker, director yeah. played by Melissa Leo and Zachary Quinto. Yeah. Um, and you know, revealing Wait, no Zach Quint. Yeah, Zach Quinto plays Glenn. He plays Glenn Greenwald. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah, yeah. another actor I I normally really like that I yeah, was just, really just nothing disappointed in by. He has yeah. one scene where he gets to shout at his boss. Right. Yeah. But again, he's just shouting at a screen. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's that's the weird thing about this movie is half of the interactions people have are like through a keyboard or a screen. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. not. It's inherently it's like not most, dramatic. It's it's not cinematic. Well, yeah, and, it's and, not. A, it, it's like it's I don't know if cinematic. you should have made a movie about this motherfucker. No. Like, how do you make a movie out of this shit? Uh, you make a documentary, well, but it yeah, was already. They did. <laughs> well, I got a question for you, Joe. How do you make a documentary about the JFK assassination? <laughs> <laughs> but Stone did it. He's a fucking genius. He figured it out. <laughs> But um, but so we we already know that he's gonna reveal the the thing because we lived through it and he's showing it to us, so we doubly because know it. We were but there. then the rest of the drama all hinges on will he re release it and or I guess maybe what is driving him to do that, which is that they can see, the government can see Shailene Woodley's boobs. That's it. And then that's it. so it's just it's pointless. And also how he did it, like they tried to like. They try to make it kind of like an espionage movie in right. some ways. He sneaks the. the he uses thing his Rubik's, out with Rubik's cube. cube. Also, first shot of the movie is the Rubik's cube. Did you notice that? I did. Like, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> did you notice that? Sure did. As Oliver Stone. Is that is that factually accurate? No, no, no it's, it's an invention. I, it, it, oh, I don't think that happened. No, it's because That's disappointing. He, Snowden because never said how he he got it out, so they had to right, come had up to with it. it up. So of course, Oliver Stone was like, "That yeah, you like Rubik's cubes, right? You're a smart guy." Yeah. Honestly, that's like the coolest sequence in the movie. Yeah, it's fake. So out of character that it doesn't work because like they try to show him being like this like 
swaggering, like cocky, like right. swashbuckling hero, like Han fucking Solo. Like he tosses the the Rubik's cube to the security guard, like in this like bold, like you know, dick swagging display. And he's like, "Here, catch, dude!" And right. he's like, As "You can figure it out." Like I'll be impressed. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh man, I've never, I haven't played with one of these in years." And he just like walks out of the joint with a big fucking Cheshire cat grin on his face, yeah. and it's like. That character's never acted like that. Also, right. we know the real guy because we've seen him on TV before. He doesn't seem like he would do something like that. Like, it's just, it's just. It this, rings like, as false. It's yeah, it's an it Oliver Stone false. fantasy. Yeah. yeah, like trying to like Oliver Stone is so committed to trying to make this guy like some sort of like hero, and he thinks the way to do that is to make him cool and yeah. make him principled and like. None of it fucking works. Nope. But like this is this is Stone's mo though. I mean, if you look at Born on the Fourth of July, yeah. Like yeah. if you look at JFK, yeah, he's like, obsessed with. Like this if stuff. you look at any of these movies, it's all about one like ultra patriotic man mm. yeah. who is like going against the entire system to like preserve America's like to preserve the American yes. dream of democracy. Maybe that's yeah. the what's so the when we talk about that there's like a deep conservatism to it. I it's that it's always coming back to these individuals. Same with natural born killers, same with even JFK, all this stuff. It yeah, it comes down to individuals acting against the system, which is sort of an inherently yeah, libertarian the, uphold, fantasy. But to kind of uphold the status quo in some ways like right. like I I mean it, like the founding fathers wouldn't have wanted this kind of like yeah argument that he's that, that that's underneath all of this shit that he's doing and yeah, but yeah the founding fathers were also like boning their house slaves it's <laughs> yeah, like exactly. you can't like yeah. what is the you know yeah. <laughs> also the constitution was wasn't the fucking declaration of independence written by a 26 year old in like one day uh, it's like, like he just stayed he pulled an all-nighter like jf no literally J J thomas jefferson pulled an all-nighter one night with a fucking feather and some ink <laughs> and just like shat out like something that he calls a government just so that he can keep his slaves and not pay taxes to the fucking British. He just didn't want to pay his fucking taxes, dude. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this is fun, guys. I don't know why you thought we would be so grumpy. Welcome to Heat Seeking Panther, where we roast the institution of, of the United States of America. This for is not a movie straight. podcast anymore. This no. is a political. This is a political pod now. Wake up! <laughs> What's funny is listen, sheeple. <laughs> This was one of the least pleasurable movie experiences that I've had for this podcast. Like, I was deeply uh, unhappy watching it, but I still have a lot to say. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's not, it's not just a bad movie, but the entire point of view of it is so specific that you could attack it from, like, yeah, that you could attack it from, like, multiple angles. And it, if there's one thing it we, It fails like, in almost every metric. It's crazy to me how much <laughs> this movie fails, and it's, weirdly enough... It's it's like it's a movie where the idea of how bad it is is five thousand percent better than the actual like Execution experience of, yeah. of having to watch how bad it oh, is. Man. Yes. Like yeah. now that I've watched it and I'm on the other side, I'm actually having fun talking shit yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. It's oh so God. dire. It's one of yeah, it's one of the just like most grueling experiences. Well, well it's I I mean, substance aside, um, the way it's shot, the way that it's yeah. color Let's corrected, the yeah. way it's edited. All of this is garbage. It's dog shit, it's man. Dog it's shit. Like dog I'm shit. sorry, but can we talk about how every single Oliver Stone movie is just like the film is grainy and blown out. He's jumping between like, different film stocks and stuff for yeah, no reason. Handheld shots, over edited. Like, like it's so this movie is so over edited. It's crazy. There's Especially like, there's, for a movie about people sitting in rooms looking at computers. I mean, there's a cut like every one and a half seconds. Yeah, it's insane. Sometimes it'll cut to the same angle from somebody that, that was. <laughs> just being shot but <laughs> shot on a different kind of camera yeah, yeah. it just makes no sense yeah 
Um, this was Oliver Stone's first all-digital uh, movie, by the way, and it looks like it. It looks like no, it looks he's... Like shit. I mean, uh, the, it's all... It, it, it's way oversaturated for no reason. Like, there's all these oranges and greens in that kind of, like, way that in the 2000s, like, yeah. it's sort of like Paul Greengrass kind of thing of, yeah. like, everything looking it like It looks like that. it was it, produced by Jerry fucking Bruckheimer. <laughs> yeah, it looks only, like a Bruckheimer If only, movie. dude. Actually, if this was a Bruckheimer joint, this would have been way better. Yeah, if this was a Bruckheimer joint, the Rubik's cube would have been a bomb yeah and the fucking nsa bunker would have exploded yeah. as snowden is like leaping to a helicopter been, yeah. to take off yeah no one knows how he did it i would i would have liked that i would have yeah. liked that a lot more than what we got um uh, okay snowden too <laughs> um uh, so it's russian gangsters in the second yeah one or totally something. yeah it's always uh, russian gangsters a lot of this movie so what uh, if you have a, a movie where the plot can really be summed up in a sentence or two, like what actually happens? And a mm -hmm. lot of it is this sort of nuts and bolts, like, okay, Snowden is learning that the government is actually doing things that uh, are uh, go against the Constitution. Um, but uh, it fills a lot of space with his domestic drama, too, between oh him and Shailene Woodley. Who, by which, the way, is like treated, first of all, I hate that actress. She's she, bad. She's not good But in second this. of all, like I felt so bad for her, too, because like her character's treated like shit. Yeah, yeah. it's like, not. Absolute Oliver Stone shit. doesn't know how to make how, have women characters he, he in his movies. I don't think he knows he anything about women. He can't do it. He can't. I, I, I haven't watched Natural Born Killers in a minute. Maybe. Uh, no, I actually just did like not even a year ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And and it well, because I hadn't seen it since I was in college. And, you know, all of your opinions in college don't mean anything no, I, once I, you like yeah, get older. So I was like, well. I, and at one point in my life, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought I was it was like, cool in high yeah, school. I was like, I should probably just watch it again. It might not be that bad. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's it's definitely, I think it's, it's far and it's above his Stone's best movie. Yeah. But that's still not saying a lot. Well, because I don't think really any of his other movies are yeah. that good. I, so, I, this, what I remember from but also, watch, so, sorry, so, sorry, no, 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 please. My point being, Juliet Lewis in that movie is probably the most interesting uh, like female character that I've yeah. seen in a stone movie. Yeah. And even she is so much less three dimensional yeah, than yeah. like, she's... than Woody Harrelson or like even any other character in that movie. It's like, she's basically just there to be like violent arm candy. Yeah. 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 I, I was just going to say, while we are talking about natural born killers, it makes sense that that would be, cause that is the, the stone movie that I, I had the most positive reaction to, but I was also like 17 yeah, and, same. um, but it makes sense in talking about like how the in being actively a, a movie that is feels like it's trying to be unlikable and hard to watch. Yeah, and it dares you to and, turn it off and saying and, blah, blah, blah. and saying that you know we're actually commenting on the media. Then that yeah. that's actually within Stone's wheelhouse. Although I I would say that uh, Wall Street was pretty fun to watch. Although um, as oh, as like a yeah, as yeah. like a polemic, it obviously failed because like uh, I feel like most of the people who watched that were like. Yes. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. totally. I mean, and that's just like again, there's just which he corrected with Wall Street uh, to Money Never well, Sleeps. I didn't, I, <laughs> no, I, I didn't see it. Either. Okay, I didn't. It could, it could be really. Um, yeah, but women characters. Sh Shailene Woodley is is treated like shit by this, but she's really underserved by this movie. She does a not very good job in it as. Everybody doesn't really. Do All she a good does job. is complain about him working too much. Yeah, that's her whole. And it's character. like that's that's your that's your whole fucking yeah. thing. Like, that you guys met on Geek Mate. Also, she's kind of like a manic pixie dream geek for the start of it because uh. she's just like when she meets him and she just takes his picture with her little film and camera. He's like, what, and, what are you doing? Why are you taking my picture? And, and she's like, I just like to do these things. Yeah, that's actually a really good like JGL as Snowden impression. 
Yeah. Oh, did yeah. I? Yeah. yeah. No, you're do- you're killing it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but the whole point, like you know, from the beginning, that the whole point of her always carrying a camera around is so stoned can be like you know even this is not safe. Like my privacy, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, that doesn't really track either. It's it sucks. She. She's bad. Yeah. Um, uh, also, what an uninteresting actress, man. Like, I don't, I don't mean to yeah. just like start wailing on like, because like it's not her fault that the movie's a piece of shit or anything like she, that. But like, she's, how was she an it girl for like? I a don't minute? know. I mean, she w- w- uh, big little lies. She's she's okay in that. I feel like the casting choice there was so that like they could get kids on dates into the movie theater. <laughs> you think so? Like, I feel like yeah, they were they they think I think that they thought that like oh this is um you know a young actress who's he- having a moment and you know if we had her in the Snowden movie then more young women would drag their boyfriends to the theater with them and Sh- Shailene Woodley you know, and Joseph Gordon Levitt together yeah. is like also that's yeah. just a funny like a like a teenage like couple like she's trying to get her like sixteen year old skater boyfriend to go see <laughs> Snowden. Snowden. <laughs> God, it sucks. Um, I'm not saying it worked. <laughs> it clearly didn't. Did I'm just saying work? that like the people who make those decisions like aren't like they they're, yeah. they're not they're not hip, man. Uh, Reese Ifans uh, Ifans is in this. Um, very bad. Very yeah. bad. Um, I we were watching it and twirling it, his mustache. The whole yeah, time. which yeah, he's he's just like pretty much an out and out villain. And he so it reminds me a lot of he's like an analog to me of the um, Donald Sutherland character in JFK. Yeah, you know this like shady government guy that just shows up and they're doing a lot of like walking outdoors and talking Hunting, away yeah, from yeah, like yeah. you know microphones or yeah. like any anything that can I remember be we were watching it and like I turned to Dave and I was like how many fucking times have you seen this in a movie before we're, like where yeah. they're like you're like on a hunting trip with somebody who's like got like some moral ambiguity to him and yeah. like you're supposed I, I guess you're supposed to be like tense or like yeah. scared or something for their safety but like god it doesn't work mm-hmm. also like they try to there's a couple of like limp dicked attempts in some scenes to make him seem like some sort of like father figure or yeah, surrogate father kind of figure and it's like guy. but you from the get-go you established him as like darth fucking vader like right. why would we change our minds about this motherfucker halfway through the movie now well and uh, like I, he puts like a hand on like snowden's shoulder and snowden gives him that look where it's like oh maybe he is being tempted by the dark side or yes, something Papa. but like you know it's not gonna happen like it, would it surprise you to learn that that character is a composite of uh, oh is it of wow several real people <laughs> that wouldn't um, surprise me that at all. oliver stone named uh, o'brien because uh it's a reference to 1984 and someone who worked for the thought police in oh my uh, god oh yeah fucking kill me oh yeah <laughs> this is the level of political yeah, commentary that we're galaxy brain shit we're man. working with um <laughs> timothy oliphant is in this um Again, Wait, again, another actor that I like who in Love, this movie was like, what are you doing? Wasted, yeah, just wasted. Um, Lakeith Stanfield's in it, man, and he's given yeah, nothing right. to do. Yeah, that's right. Oh I my love Lakeith Stanfield. That motherfucker's great. Lakeith Stanfield shows up out of nowhere to help. And, so, and he shakes his head and he's like, man, this is dangerous. You got to be careful with yeah. this shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he also, of, like gets his back at one point. He like puts his shoe on. Yeah, he helps him take. He helps him sneak the little, uh, yeah, the little SD card or whatever out into his Rubik's cube. Yeah. But we don't learn anything else about his character. He doesn't even have a fucking name. He's just one of the geeks. We don't know why he helps him. We doesn't. He just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, is, Dave, all this is answered in the three and a half hour director's cut. Oh, thank God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two and a half hours wasn't enough nope. time. Uh, with interviews with the real Snowden peppered throughout. 
I don't know. I'm oh, just, I'm, I'm guessing so, if, hey, let's if, talk about, let's talk about the ending. Yeah. Huh? Let's talk about the ending. Let's just uh, skip. Be, because like, we, so like the story is dragging on for so long and finally we see we, like the, the, the stuff the, the, in the present of the film of him talking to Glenn Greenwald and stuff is catching up to him sneaking the chip out with the Rubik's cube. And we get, two or three different shots of Edward Snowden walking into the light, into this like heavenly light as he exits somewhere, you know, yeah, like yeah, just like he's going heroic. To yeah. Right? Like he's going to be right. enshrined in this hall of like great American Patriots. He's going to be right up there with, and we, so we hit like everybody the, else who's been in an Oliver Stone movie, I guess. It, 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 Jim Morrison. Yeah, Jim uh, Morrison <laughs> like smiling from a cloud. With <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> but, um, we, and we hit like the fucking two hour mark in the movie. And I remember like, you know, moving the cursor on the thing. It was like, another like 20 like minutes left. I'm like how, how doing what and sh- surprise real edward snowden shows up as himself yeah. like and in, in what is bathed one of, in this golden light right he, like with his with a low camera angle so he looks tall and his chin is being held high and he's like got that like little self-satisfied grin on his face like it all and yeah like, yeah it all it all worked out yeah we see Mr. him Snowden. we see it's, him like being piped into this like robot screen yeah. who's being interviewed in some sort of like ted yeah. talks like you know what it scenario. reminded me of that you know that arrested development joke where like where where he uh where he's in jail the ipad on like a, a yeah, right. Segway. that's exactly what it was like <laughs> <laughs> but it's like 20 minutes of of Snowden, like being just like of talking, being like, I just felt this was important. I felt like I had to yeah, do this. Yeah, and everybody's and applauding. Yeah, and you, we see like all the him. all the different characters from the movie. We see Nicolas Cage watching him and being like, Yeah, the crazy son of a bitch did it. We yeah. see Reese we Ethan's see the, the in, bad guy being like, Oh, my life is ruined. It, no, yeah, he's he's watching <laughs> the the news from his like study with his little little his dog, and, dog and, and his and, books, <laughs> and he's watching, and you see his face get, get all dark, and and his phone starts to ring and he's like oh shit now <laughs> yeah, i'm now, in trouble now <laughs> as we all remembered how like everything got worse for the government yeah. and those people so that's this the most down. that's the biggest offense of the movie to me the biggest offense of the movie to me is trying to take you know a huge like 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 a huge like world shaking kind of event that like invades all of our lives and like should concern everybody who is concerned with their privacy and like you know or 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 some abstract concept of democracy and turns it into something about like how a hero changed the world because yeah. one man was brave enough to stand up and blah 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 fucking blah and i'm so fucking sick of movies like this i'm so fucking yeah. sick of this narrative in like america well like, especially we because love these stories because like you should be fucking upset you should be scared you should be angry you should be like calling your fucking congressman and being like what the fuck man you shouldn't be being like oh good for snowden i'm well, glad it all worked yeah, out for the, him yeah, that's the, that that's how you pacify yes. any kind of like radical possibilities exactly. from moments like this there's no right? discussion of, of where of of where we go yeah. or what should even be done or what's yeah. even at stake or being discussed yeah. like at, look at, at that we, point. we live because, in a world because where, like it, it it's like we literally get a shot of edward snowden in as the Segway robot being interviewed to to a bunch to a room where literally everyone claps and everyone claps. Yeah, it's that meme, including yeah. including director cameo Oliver Stone is in the fucking audience at that scene applauding Edward Snowden. Uh-huh. It's 
awful. And yeah. the movie ends with Snowden smiling, smiling to himself yeah. and closing the laptop. It's like, like dusting I guess off the my hands. work is like, done, right? It, it's like, no. It's like, no, it's just beginning, you, man. All that happened was you you shone a light on this pervasive corruption and government overreach, but right. there's no... There's yeah. no you made a Jesus narrative about how one man's sacrifice saved us all from ourselves, and it's like, wait, yeah. no, that that's not that's not the lesson to be it's learned the from bo- this. It's the most boomer thing, because the then you just watch it and you're just like... Yeah, yeah, we did it. You know, yeah, like, America is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can be. There's great. a couple of rotten eggs out there, but we can still pull together when this country. As long needs as we to, have right? heroes like this, Jesus fucking Christ, man! And yeah. Oliver Stone thinks that he's being like super, like edgy by saying like, "What if one of our American heroes was someone who did something against the government?" Like that's that's it. <laughs> but he's yeah. still an, a patriot, Dude, an American hero. He puts such in? a fine point on the fact that Snowden is a patriot. Yeah. We live in a world where the FBI on Martin Luther King Day like posts like a little tribute to Martin Luther King as if they didn't shoot the motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't care that they can hear me right now because I know you did it. What are you gonna do? You know, release a virus just, and kill us all? So yeah, that's the that the, the 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 real enemy that you're dealing with here isn't like a couple of like mean guys at the government who have like nefarious like machinations. Who want to wa- look uh, at your girlfriend's own. boobs? Y- yeah. yeah, who want to look at your girlfriend's boobs through your camera or whatever? You know, like the re- the real enemy is a lot more. Um, Amorphous than that, and Look, it has, and its biggest defense mechanism is being able to take any kind of radical possibility for change, and then ch- flipping it around, and then selling it back to you in like a nice little commodified way that like makes you participate in your own humiliation, basically, I right? Mean, so, and that's what exactly what this movie does. Even though Oliver and Oliver Stone is a dupe for falling for that, oh, yeah. right, and actively just pumping out this kind of content. Do you guys think and that Oliver Stone is actually, like, a government agent, and this is all supposed to be, be, like, misinformation, and all of his movies are just misinformation campaigns? It could be, or, ca- yeah, or it could just be to, counter-propaganda, honestly. Yeah. Just just to make the quote-unquote left look like a bunch of fucking right. idiots. Yeah, yeah. Or, okay, or, so, or to give people some kind of false sense of, like, oh, okay, Snowden fixed the problem. Like, right. Snowden solved it. Like, yeah, yeah, now, yeah, just like, sort of papers no, over. Yeah, Oliver right. Stone is a walking anti-drug PSA to me because like that guy <laughs> makes me not want to smoke weed that if I might or end up coke. like a fucking like, idiot like him like I will not touch the stuff ever again man like Jesus Christ it's, <laughs> it's yeah Let, I, I, I'm gonna throw out just some facts now I'm gonna just th- throw on, some Dave. some stuff uh this movie had a 40 million dollar budget and uh, its opening weekend was eight million. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the lowest yeah, dude, uh, opening gross of, of uh, Stone's career. Thirty-seven million gross total. So it, it lost money. Um, I'd also like to point out that Oliver Stone missed his own mother's funeral to film this and keep it on budget. No um, way. Which I hate uh, taking joy in in that because it's sad, but also like you missed your mother's funeral to for this. this. Yeah. And I can just see him making a big speech to his crew about that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He would be the kind of guy being like, I'm doing this I'm a patriot like, now. My, I lost a member of my family, but you're all my family and we're all into this together to like make this patriotic uh, thing. I think he sees himself as a, as a bit of a, a hero and uh, you know an iconoclast in the Snowden mold as he would say (laughs) so this was his sacrifice what else Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt pledged to donate his entire salary from the film to quote help facilitate the conversation about the relationship between technology and democracy that's that's verbatim from IMDB I don't know what that means the fuck does that mean the fuck does that mean I don't know what (laughs) pledging your salary to help facilitate the conversation means corporate jargon bullshit man I'm telling you I'm telling you (laughs) 
The fucking government funded this movie. I'm sure that I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they did to make Snowden be totally discredited. Like, dude, they got dirt. On I know less about what happened after watching the movie. Like, I feel like I forgot mm. stuff that I learned from the documentary I watched before it. Here's here's a fact that may change your mind. Oliver Stone wrote this script on a single computer with no internet connection to keep hackers from getting to it. <laughs> oh, no way. Um, and they filmed it in Germany to, uh, by, in his own words, stay off the grid. Well, no, actually, he wrote, he wrote it on that laptop because he couldn't figure out how to get the Wi-Fi to connect. <laughs> <laughs> He was on the phone with with uh, with Comcast, like customer support, for like forty five minutes, and he just eventually he's like, "Fuck it, I give up." He's like, "This will keep the hackers out anyway." But uh, I'm gonna say this again: shot in Germany to stay off the grid and to stay out of America's way, so they couldn't interfere. Oh my fucking um, god. He, he showed a working cut of it to Edward Snowden. Um, Edward Snowden was like, what is this shit? Don't put this out. So, the way that the, Snowden said that uh, he, he he released a statement being like, oh, somebody who values privacy like me is going to be uncomfortable with this, a movie about them in any event. But his, his only criticism was really that Oliver Stone made uh, the NSA like control rooms look way cooler than they actually are. Yeah. Which I, I picture it's probably just like a bunch of like beige desktop computers and like cubicles yeah. and people. Whereas in the movie, it actually looks like um, the the thing in the Matrix where uh, fucking Ralphie from The Sopranos is like oh, yeah. in front yeah, of yeah. a bunch of screens well, and like, shit. And yeah. it looks like it. It uh, parts of it. Part of the underground bunker look like something out of like a Tom Clancy yeah, like adaptation definitely. or something. You know, yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of like grand control. Yeah. Room. So these Mr. screens Stone's, with like green text. Mr. Stone's scrolling like constantly. relationship to the truth, as we know, is like not like that fucking you know solid. But it becomes very clear, like where his, like, like he will never, he, he will be willing to like sacrifice a little bit of truthiness in for like just good fuck fucking entertainment. Good cinema. I feel like he wishes he could make a Tom Clancy like a Tom Clancy novel adaptation. Then just do it. Yeah, that's, that's the what, thing. That's what's weird about it. Just like, make just make a movie that isn't based on real events that has no weird overarching that already has a documentary that came out like years before yeah, it. Just and, just make a like stupid like shoot 'em up blockbuster movie yeah, like yeah. techno thriller if that's what you want to do. Yeah, it yeah. might be okay. Well, what? Oh, okay, so like it might be an picture, okay movie. Like what? What? What is Oliver Stone suited to direct? Like what? Because he's done a lot of he's done a lot of like genres, it, it, but they're all tied to real events and they're all saying something. Well, to Miles, they all have Miles like, credit. He was saying that like Natural Born Killers might be like the most watchable of the Stone yeah. movies. I mean, for a guy like that so, can't fucking like hold a shot for more than three goddamn seconds, then maybe Natural Born Killers is exactly like the best he can do. Well, and I think this goes back to this: the Natural Born Killers is a good distillation of what Oliver Stone loves doing that that normally he shoots himself in the foot doing with yeah. these kind of movies. Right, right. He uses eight different kinds of film stock. <laughs> he can't keep a shot, like you were saying, he can't keep a shot for more than one second. Yeah. He has, you know, these like really overblown like unnatural, not realistic characters saying giving these weird speeches, yeah. you know, just uh, very like, like they, they, writerly. Yeah. Script they talk kinda, like very verbose. They don't yeah. talk in any way that any real person would talk. Yeah. Everybody's just sort of just like, uh, uh, exped, ex, what is the word? Expounding. Expos uh, yeah. Exposition. Yeah, yeah. Device. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
and but the but the reason why it works better in natural born killers is because it's not tied to any kind of trying to glorify or like lionize any kind of real life quote unquote hero. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's purposely it's a it's a movie that's purposely made about unlikable, honestly downright reprehensible and morally corrupt people. Um, Who and, get celebrated yeah, by the and, by, right, because and, they're uh, you know, and that's the thesis is yeah, like yeah. the media celebrates these kind of people. I think, Pure, and then right. in turn, like, like makes us want to be mass murderers. Right. Somehow. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. that that well, part is a little yeah, sketchy, but but, yeah. but that's that's kind of why it works. Though, I, if I remember right, is that it's also. It, it's meant to be heightened and sort of cartoonish. Like he really puts, yeah, it's he, wacky. He he he, he it's goes over overboard in making it feel disconnected from reality yeah, and as gross as he can make it. Too. And like he goes out of his way to make it like super super gross. So which you like say this is heightened, these, yeah. Which like now in these post Tarantino times, it's a, actually is pretty tame in comparison. Like, really? Well, yeah. I like, just remember the whole I thing watched, with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, that's and like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I watched it again and I was like. Not to go off on a tangent about a movie. No, why not? It's a better movie. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, it's uh, so much of it is like, how is this controversial when it came? Yeah. You know, and and I think a lot of that is just people saw it and then took that movie to its logical extreme in the years since. So it's kind of lost some of the impact. Yeah. And it was novel. Stylistically, it was novel. And again, it was just he had the balls to make that movie. It also was the time it came out, you know, like the, the end credit sequence like shows exactly why it did what it was exactly designed to do, which is just like, you know, push people's buttons. Like O.J. Simpson and Nendez Brothers, like all this, like all the, all these like circus, like media circus stuff that was going on in the 90s. Like he was just, Oliver Stone was just cashing in on that, man. And and it's like, that's why he made the movie. He didn't make the movie because he's got these principles about like the media being the fourth branch of the government and any like responsibility they have to people. Right, right. He just... Saw some stuff on TV and wa- and thought that he had a thing to say. Well, about but it. also and it's 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 tasteless on purpose too, yeah. and and it's sty- and when wherever it's like stylistically overblown or bad, like it just seems to serve the fact that you're supposed to say, oh, these characters are uh, reprehensible and ugly, and and how how bad can they get? And have people still like like them? Mm. And so as a, at least that's a coherent thesis yeah. that is and some good movies have been made out of that his, thesis yeah. too you know look um, at bonnie and clyde right like these are very attractive people and like there's something undeniably yeah. likable about them but they also right. kill people well and i think know? i think maybe what what people at least me as a teenager not knowing anything about oliver stone was i felt like he was also sort of implicating himself intentionally and in saying that like i made this ugly movie and you still watched it so like you know it, <laughs> it isn't this a part of the same thing aren't we right. still caught in this same thing and, yeah, but- and whether that's that's actually smart and it works i don't i don't know because i haven't watched it in forever but like yeah but like that kind of shit bothers me because i don't think you when when you implicate the audience yeah when you point the finger back the audience like how cowardly like what what an artistically cowardly it's like you're you're the one that made the product and asked us to pay to see it so like who's actually the like Uh, okay yeah you made money off of this but (laughs) but if if anything could have like juiced this movie, it could have been that. Like even if that's wrongheaded, like if because rather than saying and now it's all done and better, like at least he could have then said like because what Natural Born Killers at least says like the, examine yourself, like look to yourself, like uh, look to your culture and and do, do something do something about it. Yeah, like this movie doesn't ask you to do anything, and it should. 
Like, yeah, yeah. the movie like puts no onus back on the audience to be like, you are also a political agent, like whether you know it or not, and like, yeah. you know, you could you could get upset about this if you want to. The movie doesn't do that. The movie says like, you should you should like when you go to bed at night, you should thank God that there's a nice guy out there named Edward Snowden who's looking out for you. <laughs> I mean, and that's thank you all, God yeah. for mommy, daddy, <laughs> and Edward Snowden for making us more free. I mean, like this movie barely even gets you to like motivates you to put a band-aid on your webcam like let alone make any actual yeah, changes I, to your like the the way you go about your like online activity because yeah, like, he fails to tell you why you should give a shit about any, any of, of this stuff right i find it more i was talking about this earlier and i'm not trying to you know uh tread old water here or whatever the expression is but uh, fuck it. <laughs> what's the expression <laughs> don't go treading the old water I, I, don't, I don't mean to go, bring the conversation full circle yeah, yeah. but you know no, I bring, find it more home, bring it home everybody everybody who lived through that event we'd already like, processed had it. already processed it and by the time that this movie came out like everybody was kind of shrugging yeah. like yeah we're being spied on yeah the NSA is bugging our phones yeah this yeah that I find it more interesting to examine like, okay, so why are we complacent? Why are we so, why do we so easily just go about our lives and accept these things, even though we know that like, they're not good and we shouldn't, we don't have to live like this. Like, why don't, yeah. why can't we examine that rather than learn how he broke his shins during like army training and that's why he got the job there oh and his girlfriend God. does this and like, who, who gives a fucking shit about like whether he has epilepsy or right. not, you who know? Who cares? Yeah, it, does, exactly. it has no impact on, yeah. on even the story that you're trying to tell. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the ep epilepsy thing, um, missed opportunity for Mr. Stone to like have like an old Native American chief draped in the American yeah, flag. Yeah, I know. Like, We've, appear I, to him in a vision and like tell yeah. him where the fucking I, server is or whatever, yeah. I, you know? I thought we were gonna get the oh like, my God. classic like d drug trip uh sort i thought of, like, for sure that's where it was going mm -hmm. right but like whatever. honestly it would have been a slightly better movie if it had <laughs> yeah like go fucking ape shit dude like yeah. show me something weird show me the giant inflatable scooby-doo from 125 hours <laughs> <laughs> that's right i forgot about that that's the only thing about that movie i remember <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh well what else i i i have a confession to make yeah Joseph Gordon-Levitt actually gave me the money from his salary to help facilitate this conversation, and um, we we did it. We did so, it. We yeah. facilitated the conversation. And with this podcast so, yeah. being released, we're the, so heroic. The, yeah, the 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 movie has finally achieved what it set out to achieve. Mm -hmm. So we are actually the final phase of the psyop that is <laughs> Oliver Stone. We all work for the government <laughs> right. now. We all work for the government. We're all sleeper cells. Everyone baby. listening to this podcast phone is being tapped right now <laughs> by as, us. As soon as you hit play on Heat Seeking Panther, <laughs> we've downloaded yeah. all of your information. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have agreed. A SWAT team is coming to your houses as we speak right Put now. Put down that bong. You better for you <laughs> stay clear from the windows you might get some glass in your face in a couple of seconds guys uh, all right oh well boy. i i think what else can is we talk oh can we talk about the uh, the roosevelt quote yeah yes yes, yeah. yes we can because of fucking, again, like, his, Stone's politics, like, JFK, like, of course he would, like, think that Roosevelt was a cool guy. I, I feel, yeah, I feel he would love Roosevelt. Probably. He probably loves Roosevelt. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, it, it, uh, it just. A noble spirit and biggins the smallest. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> the perfectly cromulent word. It, 
<laughs> yeah, it, it just like it, there, it just fully focuses on a Roosevelt statue and then on the quote at the bottom, which says manhood, <laughs> a, a man's usefulness. <laughs> yeah, a man's usefulness depends upon his living up to his ideals insofar as he can. It's hard to fail, but it is worse never to have tried to succeed. <laughs> so it's it we, we may say that it's bad that Oliver Stone failed to make a good movie, but isn't it worse that if it, it would be worse if he never tried to make this movie, right? No, it would be, it better. Would be better. It would be better if he didn't make Just this movie. Just let the uh, people make the perfectly fine documentary that came out like months before it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the documentary was kind of a slog too, I'll be honest with you. It it's not great, but at least... Really not that but exciting. You're saying Melissa Leo didn't do a good job. <laughs> 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 Melissa Leo's documentary. She's a better actress than she is a documentary maker. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but like, I think that's like generally a huge problem with this movie is that it came out too... Like it, there wasn't enough time between the no. actual event and the movie. It's the same thing that happened like with if W. He had waited, yeah, yeah, like it's it was like if he had waited ten more years, nothing then, new to say. Then maybe there would have been, you know, like with time, sometimes yeah. these kind of biopics yeah. gain some sort of new well meaning, or you know, we would have seen some fallout from his actions right. of some sort. Whether yeah. that you know the uh, our relationship with the NSA would have changed in maybe some way, and that's what's also yeah, galling. Of at your girlfriend's boobs now they're just watching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we're, I mean, honestly, like social media has changed even since this movie came out to the degree that we're all putting that information. We're, you know, we're all putting that out there. Like, I don't need to go into this. We all know this. Yeah. And yeah. We like, know this. But we would have seen some sort of fallout that at least he could have made some sort of comment on as he did with the Vietnam War. Uh, and, you know, because there'd been some time between that and uh, Born well, on the Fourth of July. But like, there's just nothing, not to mention that the political conversation had moved on to much weirder waters in 2016 of like the no, no wonder no one went to see this because Donald Trump had already swallowed up the, uh, the we whole conversation in 2016 we, we were yeah. beyond that yeah. yeah also like a, another thing that has greatly changed in the time this movie was made and now is like no one would need to hack into anyone's webcam because you can just like subscribe to their OnlyFans account. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's like, I just know. like, like, I know. like yeah. everybody's posting their, their tits on the internet anyway. The, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, 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 that's the conservatism at the heart. That, yeah. That's when the conservatism rears its head, man. It's like, I dream, I dream of like us having a, us in our lifetimes living in a, a future where everybody who's running for political office, every public figure, has had nudes on the internet forever We've and all nobody fucking no one cares. cares. No one cares. And everybody's seen them and it, it's not a big deal. We've seen Hillary nobody Clinton's areole. We, we know it by heart. <laughs> we know care. what her tits look like. And <laughs> we, I've seen Hillary Clinton's whole ass. I'll say that much. <laughs> the, all I'm saying is Sarah Palin might have won if she had just posted her nudes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if only. Think of the world we could be living in if Sarah Palin just posted her nudes. And John McCain. And yeah, John there McCain. Go, there you go. Oh God, um, God, Miles. This as a watching experience. This is my new low point. This is be this what was guarding test. Guarding test. Guarding test was the perennial low point. But I will say, I'm I'm inclined. I I I don't know if I can 100 percent back you on that, uh, but uh -huh. I am I am inclined to agree with you on like a preliminary basis, only because there's something about how much 
guard, like how uh, sincere and genuine guarding Tess is as compared to this movie. Yeah. Like, I feel like the intention behind guarding Tess is so wholesome. <laughs> At least just to that, make a movie that people enjoy. Yeah, I don't, that, like, I, I, I can't really, I, I don't know <laughs> if I can really argue. They, I, we, I, again, like Joe and I were, apoplectic we were yelling at the screen and um it was it was bad yeah it was a bummer we had to like i don't know we we we, had to wash the taste out of our mouth yeah we had to watch some other shit just to like sage the room (laughs) 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 if only we played some zelda we played some zelda we listened to some nice. music. Yeah. yeah. We just like uh, had to like. Yeah, we had to have like a nice time afterwards, you be, know? Yeah. I think this is a new low point. Um, do you, um, just before we wrap up, yeah. do we want to talk about how this stacks up to the last to Oliver Wa- Stone movie we World saw Trade <laughs> World Trade Center? I mean, well, like, let's start with World Trade Center 100% had better cage facial hair. Across oh, the yeah. Board. I mean, it easily. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I mean, how did we even feel about World Trade Center? It was like, it was a weird approach. It was again, a single, you know, or two men, two heroic men, um, in the middle of a national tragedy. And I guess like in zeroing in, in that way, I felt like in, in that context, it actually had something to say because, 911 uh as sort of like a, a sort of abstract sort of moment of national trauma uh it, that idea of it sort of did dwarf all of these smaller stories that are ongoing these men who uh did, were actual heroes and um who were like and I guess patriots, people who who sacrificed their health and continue to die from uh, government negligence and from being on the front lines. And so, like, it, in that was actually a story and a way that, like, as a movie-watching experience, it was not great, but at least, like, I felt like it had a, a thesis that was commendable and um, I appreciated it. Yeah, you actually felt empathy for the yeah. characters and you were, like, rooting them on. Whereas yeah. with Snowden... I, I honestly, if I didn't already know the real historical thing that happened, I would not, I honestly could care less about like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like journey. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I mean, like, yeah, World Trade cares, Center, right? most of it is just Nick Cage and Michael Pena like trapped under rubble. Like that's not a very good movie. Yeah. Like, it's just them stuck Again, under a rock. inherently uncinematic. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, I, I wonder does why he, does he put does himself he, in these boxes? Like it would be one does thing he if you understand- the challenge, right? Oh, does Oliver Stone like Watching Which, movies? Does, does he, he think? Does he, does he think he's fucking Buñuel, like discreet charm of the bourgeoisie? Like everybody sits down to dinner and they can't get out of the room. <laughs> I, I don't think he. I don't think he has like a really. I don't think he thinks cinematically. No, no. And no. so he's he's thinking this in this sort of just really sort of basic, shallow sort of like you know that thing that we all know about. Well, here's an angle that might surprise you. You know, and and some of those angles like are, I would say, like, you know, focusing on... His take on World Trade Center is actually to go smaller, which is not going to set the world on fire, but at least, like, I could appreciate it. His take on JFK is to just, you know, <laughs> go... Just, yeah, just, like, pull a grenade pin right. and just, like, see what happens. Right, yeah. and... and uh, Back to, and to the left. His take on the doors, uh, which I still haven't seen, but I assume is just to make George, Jim Morrison look like a complete piece of shit and make their music sound... Dude, contextualize honestly, their music you, as an awful thing. If, you, if you're if you in the mood for, like, a... a, a 
a good bad movie should I watch some it? night, oh, you should you should great, watch the good, doors. Me and it's Emily were hungover and we didn't get out of bed all day because like we were just like we were just like puking our guts out and we had to like watch several bad movies in a world in a row because what else can you do? We put on the doors and like it was really bad. <laughs> Should I just live, like, live stream myself on the Heat Seeking yeah. Panther yeah, account, yeah, yeah, just yeah, watching yeah. the doors? Yeah, yeah, but like you should turn the camera to your to, face just to me. so yeah. you don't actually yeah. see the screen. It's just your reaction. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I, when, I, when I saw the movie, I was like, wait, Oliver Stone likes the doors? Because There's, like I wouldn't know it from watching the movie. He, that's what he listens to. Like, or he doesn't. I, like, wait, you like this Or stuff? does he think that Jim Morrison is just like a, some statement on America? I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll yeah. watch it. I'll let I, you guys know. During, during the editing of the movie, he had the 12-minute organ solo from uh, Light My Fire on loop. <laughs> <laughs> that was his inspiration. <laughs> also, there's so many crossfades in that movie. Sick. Like, dude, just, dude, just get ready for like dissolve, like one shot dissolving into another for like for two no hours reason. straight it's yeah. insane oh sick uh, okay will do um closing thoughts i my closing thought next time we're watching do you know what inconceivable uss indianapolis men oh, of courage yeah and, yes! and, and you know what that means yes! that we we've made it to the point we've caught up with where Cage was at when we started the podcast. Yeah, that's all right. right all that's right. right. Cool. Yeah, because yeah. I remember it was like, it was right when we, we maybe either already recorded the first episode or we were like planning on getting mm -hmm. together to do it. And then all of a sudden those billboards started yeah. popping up around LA. I did for, like a, a, I was, a movie that I don't, I guess went to theaters. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, so eventually we're going to get to this point and we're going to see what led him here. And uh, now we know it's it, a baffling, it's, been a, wild it's ride. a baffling experience, like walking down like any, any major road in Los Angeles and seeing billboards for movies. Like, because I don't know about you guys, but like, Movies nowadays don't look like real movies anymore. Like all these movies look like they're made by, uh, like, like like an like, AI. Yeah, like they're like internet like yeah, uh, well, phenomenon. I, I think part of that is also because the graphic design of all that posters yeah. and ads has oh, become a specific. We actually talked about this. So the, when we did the interview with the Brewer Brothers last time, they went into like pretty good detail about why that is, yeah. and about how they did. They they said like apparently the one company handles like most of the design. Yeah, they yeah they said that it's like it's like some of the best graphic designers in the world, uh, just in like one or two companies, but that for all of designing all of that stuff like they give them like an afternoon you know wow yeah they like don't pay them enough and they give them like a, a couple hours to like knock it out and yeah. so that's why it ends up looking like that like because, it's just photoshopped yeah altogether. totally because yeah. it is it's just very hastily wow, photoshopped yeah it looks like fucking garbage man yeah yeah mm. That's the thing about living in LA is you see all of that stuff is like kind of smaller than you think it would be in terms of like all the, the it's, yeah, the, there's only so many people actually working in that industry. There's a lot, but it's still like. And now there's even less. Yeah, yeah now no one's working in that industry. Uh, well, My closing thought is that I liked Edward Snowden even less by the end of this movie because like if you had just... If you had just avoided the stupid fucking last shot of him participating in his mm -hmm. own heroic narrative, um, I would have like I would have like walked away from the film like probably having the same opinion Given I had him about him that like he did a good thing and yeah. like we he he you know that I that was a good thing that he did. But you know in the documentary Citizen Four he 
emphasizes over and over and over again that like I'm allowing you to record this interview, but I'm uncomfortable with like me doing interviews with the news or you like releasing this footage until like years after this is all said and done because I don't want to be a hero. The story isn't me. The story is like about like this like deep corruption going on in our government right. that I'm trying to draw attention to. So like let I'm he went out of his way to try to make it not about him. Now, after I've seen Mr. Stone's movie and I've seen the real Edward Snowden like smiling smugly to himself on a jo- and closing his laptop on a job well done, I did it. now I have my doubts. Yeah. Either he didn't understand when he agreed to like make a cameo in the movie about like the dramatization of his life. Either he didn't understand because he's just I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like movies. Who knows? Like maybe he didn't understand how it's going to look and Honestly, how it's going to come off. He seems like a weirdo, so I wouldn't put a pass him that he like doesn't care. Maybe about he doesn't. Yeah, care. I, I feel like maybe Oliver Stone was like, like I want this shot. Doing him a nice favor, and he's like, well, I can't say no if you want to make a movie about what does he have me, to lose? right? So, but like, yeah, it, that just made me so. Unco- it just made me. It was just like it's the so last smug and unsufferable. Yeah, it just, just left sucks. such a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I'm like, maybe he is an egomaniac. Who fucking knows, man? Like and, I don't, I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> and now we we all come away from the movie not caring. We yeah. we all care less than we did going in. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in this stuff, watch Citizen Four or don't or you don't. Just, like you, you already probably already know this. everything you, there is to know. know. Like it's... the government spying on us. Like, yeah. but you already knew that before Edward Snowden came forward. Like yeah. the Patriot Act has been around since what? Like 2003. The government right? has seen your tits. Um, yeah, yeah they know everything you've done. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Lakeith Stan. Someone like Lakeith Stanfield's it, character has jerked off to your girlfriend's tits <laughs> in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in a bunker somewhere. Uh, it's kind of hot. That's kind of cool. Lakeith Stanfield is a babe, dude. He's, he's a good looking. He's guy. a really good looking guy. <laughs> they tried to nerd him up. Yeah, like, they nah. tried to. They slapped glasses on him. I'm, nah. I'm like, I want a movie about him instead. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. I'd rather I have actually, a movie about Lakeith Stanfield. I, w- I want a spinoff about Lakeith Stanfield's like nerd character. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Why did he help him? We, we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, all right. Fuck you, Oliver Stone. Uh, thank you, Edward Snowden. And thank you for listening and watching at home. Um, we hope everybody is doing okay during this weird time. We hope everyone is social distancing and staying Stay safe. safe. Wash your hands. Um, I, I'm going to wash my hands after being in Miles's. Uh, potentially deadly apartment i've just been i i've been hacking and coughing and spitting mucus up all over every surface of this apartment no and and i knew that but you told me that you've only just been seeing your girlfriend or your parents so i said let me sit in your phlegm let me just get it all over me i don't care yeah so joe uh before we go we we do ask every guest on the show uh, as a parting gift to Please give us your best panther roar directly into and the microphone. First, first, before oh we boy. do that, not to, to cut up, but I want to hear top three cage movies, cage oh. roles. Oh, yes. fuck me. Yes. Fuck, that's going to be tough, man. This is also important. Okay. Uh, There's no wrong answers. Wild at Heart. Sure. Um, leaving, Las Ve- uh, uh, leaving Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done so many fucking movies. <laughs> Do you, do you want to look? Do you want to look? <laughs> look at some, look yeah. at some options? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, let me go on IMDb. Because I want to be, I, I, I take this stuff seriously. Oh, wait, I got no you internet. You don't have the internet. Uh, I don't know, Con Air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, give, give us a panther roar on yeah. our way out. Wow, wow, wow.